balance that uh, the United States leads in setting an example. Do you think that privacy is in the same stage now as environmentalism was when you, perhaps when you were younger, that it's one of those issues that the sort of people who are going to come and work at Microsoft, the sort of people who are going to work at Apple, it's, it's becoming as fundamental to them as greenery it was to a previous generation? Well, everybody wants uh, to feel like their information is, is kept private, particularly because more and more of your activity is in there in that digital log. Then again, when, put it all out when there, people though. are empowered by technology in terrorist activities, they can't, it's not just that they can kill a few people, it's through nuclear biological, they could kill a lot. So we do want the government to be out there trying to stop those things from happening. So it's not completely in one direction that, that you, you have it, to look it, at If you look back at history, the early liberals, they, the 19th century liberals, refused to open people's letters of anarchists and more than terrorists because they were frightened that that would be somehow illiberal. Do you think the sort of definition of what liberalism is? You've generally seen yourself as a sort of liberal is changing? I, I think that <clears throat> government's always been there to try and maintain order mm -hmm. and having some awareness of what's going on. The UK strikes the balance different, differently than the US because there was some degree of terrorist activity. The idea of having cameras in London, people are comfortable with that. I don't think that's likely to happen in the US. The US will always be probably uh, wanting to make sure the government doesn't overreach it uh, uh, more than more than most places. You've used technology to help empower and connect the developing world. There are fears that that kind of connection does lead to terrorist-type behavior. How do we manage that? How do we control that in a positive way and use technology for good? Bill, you yourself have said at one point, maybe when you were 14 or 16, did a little hacking. <laughs> but I think, I think we're so focused on one, the one little time. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tragedy when these things happen, but it's a, it's a small number of people. Look at the amazing stuff technology does. When I see technology at use at scale in Tanzania and Kenya and the Philippines, and you see people saving a dollar a day, saving two dollars a day, saying, Oh my gosh, I actually during the drought season still have the school fees now on my phone to pay to keep my child in school. That has a profoundly different effect on society. You have millions of kids going to school and you have women saying for the first time, I actually have access to a bank account. I have my own money. I don't have to renegotiate with my husband over the household finances. That is hugely a forward positive momentum. So I think instead of us always focusing on the negative, we ought to say, where is technology enhancing the world, not just in the ways we're seeing in the United States, but worldwide? Well, to counteract that, what do you say when the woman from Flint, Michigan, writes you a letter and says, you're making extraordinary advancements in Tanzania for those women, but what about me? I lost my job four years ago at a Ford plant. I don't have the skills for the job that they replaced it with, and my home is now valued at zero. What do we say to that woman? Who's going to help her? We say that both the coming together of philanthropy and government and private sector, that we do care about people in the United States, and we're trying to rebuild the country in those ways. And so that's why we also put money into the U.S. system, and we work with governments to really help retrain people through community college is one of the things we do, making sure kids get a college education. You've, you've got to do both. And we feel like with our own philanthropy, we're focused on the part of the world where most people don't focus, but we do focus in the U.S. too. 
Are you sure you don't want to run for president? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Thank you so, so much. What an honor and a privilege. Bill and Melinda Gates of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Thank you. So uh, very good. Stephanie Rule and John Micklethwaite uh, there uh, with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates in a conversation without question the important discussion there of the Apple, I'm going to call it Apple and government uproar that is beginning now and certainly has galvanized all of technology. And you heard Mr. Gates uh, step delicately around those uh, many issues. We uh, have made a history over the years of stepping delicately with David Kelly uh, of J.P. Morgan uh, uh, with with all that we see of economics. And he joins us on. David, it's such a good uh, thing. And it's what we do with surveillance. They have Gary Schilling on and then you on. Gary has a tone of disinflation and deflation, he says there's a greater probability, not a certitude, that service sector inflation would roll over and give us a new element of disinflation in this nation. You aggressively push against that, looking at uh, the dragon not seen in, in decades, which is outright inflation. Where is Dr. Schilling off the mark? Well, I, I think you just have to look at the tightness of the labor market. I mean, wh- what we're seeing is uh, the unemployment rate's at 4.9%. There's a lot of nonsense spoken about how this is not the real unemployment rate. And if you look at all the other slack in the labor market, there isn't much good slack left. If you can- Home Depot didn't show me slack this morning. I don't know if you're aware Macy's of this. Home did not. Home, yeah. Thank you, Mike. Home Depot was like a Bob Goodman, your mentor over yeah. at Putnam a million years ago. It was like a 6% nominal GDP report. Sure. Well, yeah, and, and GDP is not growing that fast. But but what we do know is that the capability of this economy from a supply side is probably only to grow about 1.5%. So if we're growing more than 1.5%, the labor market's going to tighten, wage growth's going to pick up. And, and there is such complacency about this issue. You know, it's, uh, as, I, as I said in a note earlier on this week, it, it's like this, this inflation dragon's been sleeping and we're stomping on its tail and we're pulling its whiskers and we think it'd be kind of fun if it woke up. I mean, I think inflation will actually come back a, a, a bit next year. And even as the Fed tightens, I think inflation will come back in the United States. So uh, we, we shouldn't be too complacent about it. How much inflation? In other words, uh, do we have scope for, as uh, Bill Dudley and some others have suggested, running the economy hot for a little while? Well, you know, I, I'm tempted to, to talk, talk about inflation the way Milton Friedman used to, which is that uh, a little bit of inflation is like a touch of pregnancy. Um, <laughs> so it's, can can uh, you say that on radio? I think yeah. you can. Oh, okay. Yes, you can. It's, it's just, you know, there's okay. nothing, nothing wrong with that it. at all. Um, but, uh, I, no, I don't, I think we can, yes, we can, look, we can run the economy hot a little bit, but that's not really going to deal with the basic structural problems we have. We, we don't have, we don't have productivity growth and we don't have labor force growth and we won't do corporate tax reform. We won't do immigration reform. So we're stuck with these problems. Running the economy hot will just, in the end, I think, cause the Fed to have to play catch up. Um, so I, I don't mm-hmm. mind them running the, 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 the economy hot, but it's not going to deal with the fundamental okay. problems. David, David Kelly with us. This is wonderful. What we like best about surveillance is the back and forth of uh, informed and collegial uh, debate. This morning, Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Factor-based strategies can help investors focus on high-quality, low-volatility, and more. Learn more at Invesco.com slash high-conviction. Michael McKee and Tom Keen, we're thrilled to bring you David Kelly. He is with Jake Pete Morgan Funds with an optimistic view on the American economy. Futures negative five. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.
Coming up, the with all due respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special offers during the only adventure sales event. Land Rover, above and beyond. <laughs> 